He was born in 1918. Both his parents could neither read nor write. His father died when he was still young and he was raised by others. He became deeply interested in history. He recalled his childhood as simple and joyful. He was a sheep and cow herder who played barefoot with other boys. Eventually, he went to university. He was kicked out of university for organizing a student strike. It would be 12 more years before he could finish his law degree. He eventually opened up the first black law firm in his country. Before this and during this time, he got involved in racial equality issues. He helped organize strikes and demonstrations against racial segregation. He became involved in the movement to get the right to vote for all non-white people in his country. He encouraged his people to defy racial segregation laws all at once in the hope it would overwhelm the system and effect a change. All it did was fill the jails and result in the deaths of hundreds of protesters. He decided peaceful protesting would not work, so he set up an organization to carry out sabotage against the federal government because he thought it was the only way forward. He aligned himself with the Communist Party, which he later became to disagree with and in turn embraced democracy. He studied guerrilla warfare. Although he never engaged in it, he was on the terrorist watch list in several countries, including Canada, the United States, and the UK. He was on the terrorist watch list in the United States until 2008. One does wonder though, how long would George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams would have remained on the UK's terrorist watch list if there had been one at the time? He was divorced twice. He was brought to trial. In his trial, he said, I do not deny that I planned sabotage. I did not plan it in the spirit of recklessness, nor because I have any love of violence. I planned it as a result of a calm and sober assessment of the political situation that had arisen after years of tyranny, exploitation, and oppression of my people by whites." Unquote. He was found guilty and spent 27 years in prison. He suffered from tuberculosis in prison and as a black political prisoner received almost no medical care. He was released from prison at the age of 71. He won the Nobel Peace Prize at 74. Just shy of the age of 76, Nelson Mandela was elected the first black president of South Africa. So what do we learn from Nelson Mandela? Well, several things. We learn not to let anger, hurt, and a desire to get even to ruin our future. Despite his personal feelings and the fact that he was now the president of the nation, instead of trying to settle old scores, he did everything he could to make his government inclusive. He appointed the former president of South Africa, the deputy president, and other past apartheid supporters, ministers of agencies like agriculture, environment, minerals and energy, as well as Minister for Home Affairs. He emphasized personal forgiveness and reconciliation and said, courageous people do not fear forgiving for the sake of peace. He was even criticized by his wife in public 
for being more interested in appeasing the white community than helping the black majority. We also learn that people may call you a terrorist today, but down the road, they may give you the Nobel Peace Prize. We learn that sometimes success might take 76 years to achieve. We learn that it doesn't really matter where you start out, it matters where you end up. We learn that if the cause is just, and even though it might never seem possible, we can make the world a better place. Another thing we learn is that our heroes aren't perfect. In fact, Nelson Mandela said about himself on one occasion, quote, I'm an ordinary human being with weaknesses, some of them fundamental, unquote. On another occasion, he said, quote, I am not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying, unquote. We also learn that there are two types of people in the world and two types of people listening to this broadcast. The type of person who will give up when things get tough, who will allow what they know to be wrong to continue, who will feel there's nothing they can do to improve things, who will accept the status quo. And then there's the other type, the type of person who will not give up, who will fight for a cause they believe in because it's just, who will do whatever they think is best regardless of the consequences to themselves and sometimes help change the world. The question is, as always, which one are you? <laughs>